we might never lose again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, how are you feeling today? What's that tell you, Jesse? Yeah, I feel great. I feel sweep. great, man. We, we got a sweep, man. That's that's two in a row, man. That's yep. two sweeps in a row. And we've won eight, eight, count them, in a row that goes back to our last game playing the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great day to be a Jays fan. It's a great month to be a Jays fan as we are looking good early on in June. Yeah, the Blue Jays are rolling right now. We're getting the sweep against the White Sox after just sweeping the Angels on the West Coast. The offense is finally coming around here. The bullpen is still doing its job. And when it's all said and done, the Blue Jays now have a record of 30 and 20 through 50 games of the season. Eight in a row. We're now in the top wild card position, still in second place behind the Yankees. But man, are we ever closing that gap quickly? Of course, man. You know, it's a tough, it's going to be a dog fight in, in, in the AL East. We know that. Um, but this wow, does this ever help us, man? We're we're getting some some decent quality pitching so far, but our offense that's that's um, you know the tail right now for this team is is we came into this year with big hitters and big game players, and now it's all coming together from the offensive side. Is now we're we're scoring runs. We're not scoring three runs a game now. We're starting to explode. Um, it's. It's uh, Thursday today, like we said, coming off this, our second sweep in a row, and we just scored eight runs. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers like that, feel you feel good about numbers like that, Jesse. Absolutely. Game one of the series, the Jays won six to five. The Jays got their 15th 1-1 win of the season. Alejandro Kirk had two home runs with the double dong. We had multi-hit games from Kirk, Teoscar Hernandez, George Springer, and Bo Bichette. Jays are now three and one on Looney Hot Dog Night. Uh, in game two, the Jays won seven to three. Hunjin Ryu left this game early with a forearm issue. Uh, Ross Stripling, David Phelps, and Jimmy Garcia shut the door out of the pen. Vladdy Espinal and Danny Jansen all went deep. And Jays drew eight walks in that one, three from Bo Bichette, which is surprising to see, and another two from Teoscar Hernandez. And game three, the game that just finished up, the Jays won that one eight to three. Alec Manoa cruised through this one here. Santiago Espinal had three hits, including three more RBIs, and multiple hits for Alejandro Kirk and Teoscar Hernandez, including a home run. Now, Riley, Lots to talk about in this three-game series. Who's getting your first thumbs up here? Yeah, and this is the the beauty of this, and, and you and I doing this show is it's that we kind of fight over our top picks. And I think mm-hmm. I've 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 said them every time, and I'm gonna say them first again. And that goes is today's starter, and it's Alec Manoa, man. Yeah. I mean, how can you? I feel like I'm giving this guy a thumbs up every time he takes the bump. Uh, seven and two thirds today. He gave up uh, three runs and six hits. Uh, struck out five. I feel that's a little low for him, but you know what? Again, he's getting hitters off balance. He looks extremely comfortable out there. Oh, and only one walk issued again. I mean, uh, we saw we saw Gosman do a little bit worse than how he's been pitching, but we've seen just the same time in and time out from Alec Manoa. Um, another win today, man, and the wins just keep piling up for him. Yeah, it's been a beautiful job of consistency from Alec Manoa. Only six swinging strikes in this one, but he has been so good at inducing soft contact this year. In fact, before that seventh inning, he'd only given up one hit that was 95 miles per hour or better. So Alec Manoa is just doing this thing. It's really awesome. It's good to see. And you just feel so confident that this team is going to perform when Alec Manoa takes the bump. Thumbs up from me there as well. Yep, exactly, Jesse's. Now I took my guy. Now you give us your next thumbs up. And again, you got a whole great lineup to pick from, man. Absolutely. I think we have to talk about Teoscar Hernandez, baby. He's finally coming around. He had five hit or six hits in this one. 
four doubles, a home run, as well as two walks. And you kind of saw it in game one of this series when he had two of his doubles and even a ground ball that was hit 100 miles per hour or hotter. This is the kind of hot contact we want to see from Teoscar Hernandez's bat. And it's good that we're finally being able to see it here. I think the home run in game three today was just a little bit of icing on the cake. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Teoscar Hernandez's offense is heating up, that the Blue Jays as a whole offense is all playing together. He's the real X factor for this lineup. And now that he's moving, let's go. It's going to be all things go ahead for Teoscar Hernandez and this team. Absolutely, man. Teoscar Hernandez is, is someone who's going to be the cleanup hitter most times for this team. And to see him get extra base hits the way he did um, over these last three games is makes me feel a lot better. You know, his bat was a little bit cold there, but feels good, man. And another guy with a, a few extra base hits in this series, Alejandro Kirk, man, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. we were, you know, a couple weeks back, we were giving him a little bit of uh, guff for, for not putting the ball into the seats and just hitting singles. Um, we can't say that anymore, Jesse. Uh, Alejandro Kirk has been one of our better power hitters, um, him and, and Teoscar as of very late. And we need him, um, Kirk, to be in our lineup and doing that. Um, uh, four, four RBIs in, in, uh, in game two and another great performance um, in, the, in the finale of that. Yep. Sorry, first game, you know, um, two hits on top of that. Like Kirk is just, it seems to be hitting the ball well again. Guy who's not striking out a lot, making good contact at the plate. And let's let's throw in a stat. We just did some research before the show. Jay's catchers currently tied for the lead league in home runs. That's as that's as a tandem of of two catchers or yep. more, depending on who you are. And we're sitting with 13 home runs uh, tied with the Texas Rangers. And like we were saying to each other, Jesse, um, it's only a matter of time before, you know, we take over that lead because I feel like Kirk's only going to hit a little bit better. And Jansen, I mean, Jansen's on Dan fire. <laughs> Danny, I mean, clearly he's better than Mike Trout. Is he not? You know, <laughs> really, right? <laughs> Yeah. Anytime you get two home runs in a game, you're going to get a thumbs up from us. And what he's done after the slow start where he wasn't the driving the ball, he's now up to a 292 average. I think it actually went up to over 300 in the game today. So this was before this game, 369, 4, 415 slugging with more walks and strikeouts. His war is now up to 1.1 on the season, which is third best on the team, only behind Santiago Espinal and George Springer. So Alejandro Kirk is producing more than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now, which is saying a lot with how good Alejandro Kirk has been on this team. Uh, my question to you is now the Blue Jays have this aura of clutching death. We have Alejandro Kirk. We have Danny Jansen. We have the best catching prospect in all of baseball, Gabriel Moreno down in AAA right now. So what do you do if you're the Jays? Do you think you trade one of these players? Do you think you hold on to them and see what happens? If you're in the uh, armchair of Ross Atkins, what do you do? Leave Moreno alone. I, I love, I, I love your, I mean, Jesse, clearly we're different general managers in, in, inside. Um, I do not mind leaving a top prospect in the minor, even to finish out the year. I know we talked about this, but I, uh, listen, we've seen our outfield depth, you know, need it after we, right. we, we, uh, DFQ'd, um, D Palacios. DFA'd, yeah. <laughs> D DFA'd or did not qualify, did not, yeah. Yeah. We didn't bring Palacios back and look at the problems that led to us, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not moving Jansen. I'm not moving Kirk because you know, injuries happen. We've seen Jansen kind of uh, struggle just a little bit with that oblique yep. and you know, and you know what? Uh, Moreno is, is definitely, I'm, uh, he's definitely MLB ready, man. And you know what, to rush him up to the big leagues. I don't want to ruin him. And I don't even think it's rushing at this point. However, 
two, we have got two great catchers and I want to see this year play out as still, we have two great catchers and one of the best, if not the best all round prospect in the minor leagues. Yeah. And it goes without saying too, like catchers do get hurt a lot more than a lot of other players across the diamond. So if say Alejandro Kirk or Danny Jansen does get hurt, you can then call up Gabriel Moreno, throw him up there and you've still got two really good catchers on your team. But personally, even if they stay healthy all season, I think there's a chance Gabriel Moreno comes up and joins this team mid season. And think of all the at bats that Zach Collins and Tyler Heineman were getting early in this year. You could just put Gabriel Moreno there. He'll still probably still play what two out of every third day. And that way you still have a catcher on the bench in case, you know, someone gets hurt or you need to do a pinch runner for Kirk or something. So I think there's a way all three of these guys could play in this lineup and still be productive for this team. I want to go on to a one more little thumbs up here just really quick. Moving on. Uh, we got to give one to Ross Stripling here. Just don't have to talk too much about it, but for everything he's done for this team so far, in fact, Joe Siddle called him the team MVP. He's piggyback for Hunjin Ryu early when he's had his struggles. Then he hopped into the rotation, made a few starts. He went two and two thirds shutout innings in game two of this series and got the win. He even came in for a save in that series against the Angels when Jordan Romano was struggling. So Ross Stripling has done it all. He's been a Swiss army knife for Charlie Montoyo. And he, yeah, he has a 4.22 ERA, but a lot of his ERA estimators said it should be in the mid threes or so. Career high ground ball rate, career low home run per nine. He's doing a lot of work. So thumbs up to you, Ross Stripling. Yeah, and we might be seeing more of him as, uh, you know, you want to probably move into the thumbs down now, Jesse. Yeah. Just be forewarned, we might be seeing more of Mr. Ross Stripling here in the near future. Right. I don't I don't hate it, but now some somber. Um, we're only going to give two thumbs down. We figure, hey, we've been on a roll, man. Why would we poo-poo a great team oh, exactly. right now? We're feeling we being, great right now. We're feeling great. Feeling great, man. Feeling absolutely wonderful. Our team's hot, but let's give a thumbs down to an injury, and it goes to Mr. Hunjin Ryu. Obviously, we've talked about this. Stripling coming in in kind of a you know long relief role, as we've seen him in, and we're probably going to see him spot start. And it sucks. Um, you know, our paying Ryu all this money, and yeah. we know what he can do in the past, and he wasn't even good in the start. He got hurt in. Yeah, you that's know, the thing. it's. He wasn't, I don't think he was, regardless of being injured in it, you know, there's no comparison. I would rather him get pulled before he was injured. Um, he wasn't too far away from getting pulled anyway. So it's a thumbs down for us. How much time he's actually going to miss is, is kind of up in the air still. I imagine he could make some rehab starts again before mm -hmm. he returns, yep. especially based off his performance in game. I mean, it's not the worst case thing for us, especially because stripling, Hey, He's been a great pitcher for us. Yeah, and you're going to slide Ross Stripling right into that rotation here. Uh, the report came out before the game that the Jays were going to watch Hunjin Ryu. I guess another report came out that he wasn't even confident he wanted to pitch in this game here, but he went out and tried it anyway. And Ryu has always been the guy that uh, he always likes to take himself out if something doesn't feel right, right, so things get worse. And even remember with Ryu's time with the Dodgers, he still got hurt quite a bit. and He battled through injuries his whole career. So this is nothing really new for Hunjin Ryu. And to me, watching Ryu pitch feels a lot like R.A. Dickey in those years where you know he can be dominant when things are going well, but he just gives up some way too much hard contact sometimes. So let's get right, Hunjin Ryu. We're going to need you. We know what kind of force you can be. Let's take the time and make sure things can get better. Yep. And for the meantime, we know that I'm confident in stripling as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll go with we'll go with that, Jesse. You know what? It's it's there's not not a real silver lining in it any of our pitchers to get hurt. That's always a tough one when we lose depth that way. Um, but you know what? We might be backed up fairly well.
Yeah, I'm um, moving on to the next thumbs down here. Now, this isn't a thumbs down based on player performance. It's just, I guess, the flu bug that's been going around as George Springer has been out of the lineup for uh, a few days now. He's been dealing with a non-COVID related illness. Uh, he was feeling better before Thursday's game, but still isn't 100%. It sounds like he's going to be back sooner rather than later. In the meantime, we saw a lot more Bradley Zimmer and Rymel Tapia. Now, to Rymel Tapia's credit, he had two hits today. He actually played pretty good. But the Jays just, you know, they're not George Springer, right? And George and this lineup looks so much better with George Springer at the top leading it off. So looks like he'll be back soon. And we had to give a thumbs down to somebody in this segment here. So that's what we'll go with. Yep. And it's uh, still, though, for those of for those of you Blue Jays players, we didn't mention um, on our list. I think it's a th I think it's a team thumbs up. You know, we yep. pooed the team. I want to sneak in just a slight. Hey, Toronto Blue Jays playing some great ball as of late. And we poo-pooed the team when we were cold, gave the whole team a thumbs down. You know what? It's not a full thumbs up, a little bit of a, eh, you guys are doing all right. Let's keep this up. It's, it's a long season to go. But, you know, uh, fans like us, we're feeling pretty good about what's happening on the field right now, for sure. Absolutely. You wanted to touch on the 11 to 10 game against the Angels oh. in the last game of the West Coast and Jose Barrio. So what do you have well, to say? You were, you were at, when you were out, you know, bashing your head, you metal head. Going yeah. to a Slipknot concert, <laughs> which, by the way, that's great. I hope you enjoyed yourself. We, we, however, sadly got the chance to cover um, our second 10-run-plus game of the year. Yep. And in that same game, we gave up 10 runs again. Um, and guess who was on the hook uh, for part of that uh, massacre as Mr. Jose Barrios? And I, I mean, I'll add the thumbs down for him on our right. last episode. If we, I know we can't edit that in because it's already posted but guess what i'm poo-pooing him for that pitching performance again he's just getting hit way too hard man and he's <laughs> i mean you can't you can't really excuse it i was talking to my girlfriend about this trying to explain um you know what quality starts were in and i said you know what if alec manoa goes out there and, and he craps the bed and gives up you know seven runs over you know one and a third yep. i thought i think hey you know what those starts will happen, and uh, it's just too few and far between with uh, with Barrios that it's happened this year that that my patience is starting to run a little thin. Like, what's actually happening, Jesse? Because you see his numbers in the past. Like, yeah, he's not a strikeout and inning guy, um, but he definitely doesn't walk as many guys as, and his whip is just atrocious. Not even discussing what his earned run average looked like, which has been floating around five. Hey, I'm glad he could bring it down, but his numbers are way too inflated. And, you know, this isn't over four starts. Like he's, we we're now in the, the latter part of where we start to see pitchers stats settle for a season. Yeah. And you talk about his ERA being over five, his expected ERA based on the quality of contact he's giving up is over seven for Jose Barrios, which is not good. His hard hit percentage is at 47.1%. So about half the balls he's giving contact on people are hitting them 95 miles per hour or faster. Now, if you look at the individual pitches themselves, like his fastball, still the same velocity. It always was his slider. What looks great still, you know, he's been leaving a lot of them over the middle of the plate. So I wonder if it's a tip pitching or a pitch tipping issue or whether or not he might be hurt of some kind. Cause it's tough to explain the individual metrics still don't look too bad. It's just, he's getting crushed when he's throwing the pitches over the plate. So we'll have to keep monitoring that for Jose Barrios. Yeah. And you know, Again, you know what? Hey, we exploded in runs and we won the game. You know what? what we'll happens. take that away. But but I'm really, especially after that start against the Angels in the finale, 
Um, I'm really going to be watching Jose Barrios just to see, you know, I want to watch a little bit extra because um, it will have the last starter. I'm, I was watching hard was Gosman and, and, you know, I really didn't find anything funny about him. I'll let you know what I think about Mr. Jose Barrios um, because I don't know, man, again, it's just one of those things too few and far between that. He's just getting hit around too often. Right. Uh, moving on to some news and notes here. We mentioned Hunjin Ryu was removed from his start and has now been put on the 15-day dial or, D, or IL. Uh, Jeremy Beasley is up in his replacement. Uh, Tim Meza felt good after throwing a bullpen session yesterday. He's going to throw one more again on Friday, and then the Jays will make a decision on whether he joins the team or begins a rehab assignment. Nate Pearson will continue his rehab assignment in AAA Buffalo and will be used as a multi-inning relief arm. And Ryan Barucki has been DFA'd by this team. We're still awaiting to see what will happen with him. Uh, Trent Thornton is up on his place. Now, Ryan Barucki was the longest tenured Blue Jay for a while. Right now, that goes to Tim Meza, if you go by start date, or uh, Teoscar Hernandez, if you go by service time. So thank you for your service, Ryan Brucky, and good luck to what happens to you in the future. Yeah, that's a picture I hate to see go there. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I, I was a Brocky fan, and he just didn't have it here. But, hey, Zach Logue starting games uh, for the Oakland Athletics. So what's that tell you about Brocky? And those they're on two different levels as far as I'm concerned. So you know what? Doesn't fit in our rotation. Didn't use him as a long guy. You know, a sinker ball lefty, eh, whatever. Let's let's see what happens. I certainly will be following him with great anticipation to see what he can do over the maybe the course of the rest of this season. I'd imagine another team will pick him up. He's still got the tools. He's enticing. So we're rooting for Ryan Brucky on this podcast. Uh, some prospect notes. Ricky Tideman has now officially joined MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects, which, correct me if I'm wrong, gives the Jays four top 100 prospects now. So that's good to see. Uh, we have a Jays outfield prospect. Gabriel Martinez was just named Florida State League's Player of the Week. He went 10 for 23 last week, three home runs, two walks, and is now hitting 301, 363, 532 as a 19-year-old in high A. Uh, Samad Taylor now has 20 stolen bases for the Bisons. He's hitting 281, 371, 438 in 45 games this season. Seems that he's likely to get an appearance in the big leagues at some point this season. Maybe a Bradley Zimmer replacement as we go. Not too sure. Yeah, that's, um, hey, I don't know what kind of options that Zimmer's got. That would be something that, you know, Mr. Baseball Numbers uh, guys on transactions and stuff. But, hey, you know what? Certainly a guy. <coughs> Certainly a guy that we could use, especially with the speed. Um, again, hey, I don't watch the Buffalo Bison too often or at all, you know, sadly. <laughs> um, I got the news and notes like the rest of you viewers out there from Mr. Jesse Burrell. Um, and you know what? I'm excited. If we get a new look at a, at a new pipeline guy coming through our system from AAA, like, hey, by all means, let's see what this guy can do. As we saw, we've already granted. We gave um, Bowden Francis his first strikeout yep. this year. Benny Capra got a hit. Goss so, yeah. Coteau, you know, there's Goss, been a bunch Goss, of uh, Yeah, and it's, it's sad about Coteau, but whatever. I would have loved to have him. But mm -hmm. you know what? We're giving those guys an opportunity. So, hey, by all means, bring them up. Let's see what can happen, man. All right, we're going to try something new here. We're going to play a new game on the show, which I think would be fun. And if you guys watching at home want to play as well, leave us your responses here. Basically, we're going to play a game called Which Number is Higher? So, Riley, I'm going to give you uh, two statistics of some kind, and you're going to try to guess which one of the two has a higher number. You got it? Yep. All right. I got you. What number is more? Kevin Gosman's strikeouts this season or Teoscar Hernandez's WRC Plus so far this season? Oh, man. I mean, that would be bad. Is this a trick question? Because that would be, first of all, that'd be terrible if his WRC plus isn't bad. So let's see. So we'll say around 75. 
Oh, is it Gosman strikeouts? Would you like to lock it in? I do, but I'll be I'll be sad if it is. But yeah, God, Gosman strikeouts. Kevin Gosman has 70 strikeouts coming into the game today. And now this was before Teoscar's game today. His WRC oh. plus was 71. And I'd imagine it oh. rised quite a bit in the game today. So over one, Riley, yeah. Teoscar Hernandez, W Series plus wins that first one. Wow, what game are we playing here? You just gave me a <laughs> 70 strikeouts and a, and a 71 WRC+. plus. Wow, all right, wow, big game. I guess, I, up, I, yeah. I guess there's no easy questions here, eh? All right, ready for the next one? I suppose, holy. <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays' total number of stolen bases so far this year or the number of pitchers that have appeared in at least one game for the Blue Jays so far this year? What number is higher? Oh, how many pitchers have appeared for us? I don't think we've stolen that many bases. Locking it in. Okay, well, you would be right. The Blue Jays have stolen 17 bases so far, and we have a grand total of 20 pitchers that have appeared for a game so far this year. So you got that one right. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. And you're now uh, one and one on these ones. Hey, batting 500, man. That's better than Teddy Williams so far. Love it. Our next one. The number in feet, the furthest distance a Blue Jay has hit a baseball this year, or the number of strikeouts Blue Jays pitchers have combined to get this year? What number is higher? So Chapman hit one that was 430 something. I know that. And there's, I'm going to, I'm going to go with how many games we played. I mean, there's no way we've, yeah, there's, I don't think we've struck out 430 something batters yet. I'm going to go with the distance on the home run. Riley, just like our Blue Jays, you are on a roll right now. You got two of them right there. Uh, the furthest ball a Blue Jay has hit this year was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. off Garrett Cole, I believe it was, the one that went 467 feet. Oh, monster. yeah. Uh, forgot about that bomb. Oh, we're still good. All right. Yeah. I was thinking about a 330-foot bomb from Chapman, but no, add 30 feet on that. Yeah. And we're good. And Blue Jays pitchers have just shy of 400. In fact, we probably moved past the 400 mark today, but you're still right. All right. Hey, we need, we need more strikeouts, guys. Uh, next one. What is a higher number? Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s average time on his home run trot or Bradley Zimmer's strikeouts this year? So how long it takes from Vladdy to go home to home? Yeah, on his home run. So, let, so let me th- see. Click. Then uh, we got Zimmer. Strike one, strike two, strike three. So <laughs> multiply that a bunch of times. I'm going to go with the home run trot. Riley, you've got three in a row. You're going streaking. Uh, Bradley Zimmer has struck out 24 times this year. Vladdy's average home run trot is about 29.3 seconds this year. So, hey, you know what? That's because he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to lag him out and hopes he hit the wall. He's watching him go, baby. Mm-hmm. When keep watching those home runs go, Vladdy. All right. This is my last one. What is a higher number? Alejandro Kirk's strikeout percentage? Or the Blue Jays' odds to win the World Series, according to Baseball Reference? Holy cow. Wow, what's a higher? So Kirk's strikeout rate would be, God, I want to say that they're very close in percentage. But I think, and I hope, that we have a higher percentage to win the World Series. And it's just by a little bit. It's just by a little bit. Riley, your hot streak guns here. You got this one. Oh, so close. Alejandro, Alejandro Kirk's strikeout percentage is 8.3%. And according to baseball reference, the Blue Jays have a 7% chance of winning the World Series. So it's not up by much, but it's quite close. So basically, in five questions, the ones I got wrong. So I was 2.3 off of, because I was one off the first question and 1.3 mm-hmm. off 
So you know what? I pretty don't darn good, care. I'd say. Pretty darn good. Jesse, like, I don't think that people I, I okay, let me know down in the comments if you got five for five and be honest with me because Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, you must have spent forever on those questions. You know what? I I give myself a pause uh, on that one because those are hard questions, Jesse. Okay. Holy moly. Thank you for the quiz, Mr. Quizmaster. No problem. Fifth thumbs up goes to you in that one there. I'll take it. All right, moving on. The Red Hot Blue Jays are welcoming in the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins into town for a three-game series. Game one will feature my guy Yusei Kikuchi against To Be Determined. It was supposed to be Sonny Gray, but Minnesota announced that he was going to the injured list before this game. Game two will be Jose Barrios against Dylan Bundy. And game three will be Kevin Gosman against Devin Smeltzer. Riley, what are you looking forward to watching most in this series? Nothing. <laughs> no, we got it now. Audio's good. I am really looking forward to um, watching Gosman again. And, you know, Smeltzer, he's done well. A uh, guy who wears big glasses and has pr had pretty big games for the Twins. Mm -hmm. And, you know what, the Twins have done all right. And again, but let's talk about Minnesota and what the Blue Jays can do against them. This is a series where we can we can walk in and I'm not going to I'm not going to say the word, um, but we have another good opportunity. We have another good opportunity to really be putting games on um, in this division, man. And again, because now we're in a, a better part of the schedule. I was looking yep. at this part of the schedule, man, where we have, I won't say easier games. It's, they're never easy games. They're never series, but maybe teams that we would fare better against. And um, yeah, we have a good opportunity to do that. I really hope Rios does well. I'm going to be watching him with great anticipation and really just cross my fingers on on him and, and, and Gosman. I, again, I think that he'll have a great appearance. And like you said, your guy Kikuchi. And as of late, I really haven't worried about what you say Kikuchi does. He's been just fine by my books. And um, it took him a little bit to get going. But maybe that's just, you know, new team. You never know. Yeah, after the Twins, I think we have the Tigers, the Royals, and the Orioles coming up next. So winnable games, winnable series. On paper, the Blue Jays should continue their hot streak here. Uh, as, as mentioned, I'm always excited to watch Yusei Kikuchi pitch. I just want this team to keep going with the offensive improvements. Maybe Vladdy starts to get on one of these tears here. Maybe Kevin Biggio can put a little stuff together. Something like that that can really get this offense going. Yeah, I would like to see it as well, man. It's about time we see guys like Vladdy really step into it. We've had other guys come in. Um, you know what? I'm going to make a kind of a prediction here. I still yeah, think Espinal, I still think Espinal in this in this next series, and I think it might trend, dude. I really think that the trend for Santiago Espinal is um, I think he's going to make the all-star game this year. I really do. He's on that level. And I wouldn't be surprised in this series again um, if if he if he starts, uh, you know, being a big uh, like run creator, either scoring runs, driving in runs, solo shots. You don't know. I don't know if he's going to be batted first in this order or not for, you know, game one or whatever. We'll see. But I just have a feeling Espinal is going to, you know, just be hot for the next little while. It is for Vladdy. Yeah, it's about time that he's jump on the stick. You got to think laws of averages in baseball, Jesse. It's about mm -hmm. time we saw some some big games from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm with you, man. Only a matter of time before it'll happen here. Uh, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to our channel. And Riley, I know we were excited. We got some big news coming here soon. I know we're both really excited about that. We can't share it today, but we're close. So stay tuned to our feed. Stay tuned. We're going to have that uh, probably later this week. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'd like to wish everyone a happy Lou Gehrig Day. And for those of you who are dealing with ALS, a uh, great cause to go support there if you have any extra spending money kicking around. And Riley, yeah, anything else to add before we get out of here today? 
Lou Gehrig was the best first baseman in, in MLB history. I think the numbers are there to support it. I don't think there's much much comparison. I know that he played in a different era. Um, yeah, it's a um, it's a cause. I personally haven't had to deal with anyone, knock on wood, um, with ALS. Um, but again, be very well aware for um, today in that cause. But uh, yeah, let's go Blue Jays. We have a Good chance and a like a great opportunity with the starters we got on the hill against against the twins. Let's do this, boys. Like I said. Absolutely. Uh, I, we'll be back Sunday night to recap it all. We'll see you then. Let's go, Blue Jays. And we'll see you then, everybody. Thanks, guys.